Hi everyone, Daniel Ramsey here, the CEO of My Outdesk and the host of Scale the Podcast. This podcast is dedicated to having conversations that unlock the exact formula and strategies multi-million and billion dollar companies use to scale their business. You can visit me on our website at scalethepodcast.com or listen to this podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Hey everybody, Daniel Ramsey here with My Outdesk. I'm really stoked today because we have a bit of a special guest. Um, first of all, if you do not know, My Outdesk um, helps companies scale their business instantly. And what's wild is we've been in the real estate world and we've helped a ton of people, but today is different. Today is a new day and we've got a mortgage professional on. And it's kind of a cool thing because over the last couple of years, we've been secretly adding clients to the mortgage world. And today we have the pleasure of having Les McGee. He's the president of Rialto Academy. It's a coaching and a training company that helps businesses professionally recruit, grow, lead generate, produce, build culture, succeed, and even exit their business. And so what's cool about Les, and if you didn't know this about this guy, uh, first of all, he's really funny. Um, check him out on YouTube. He's got like a bazillion uh, improv, comedy, stand-up stuff. Les, you're hilarious. I, uh, <laughs> I was like, I was just, like, so much fun watching that stuff. But guys, if you're here today, today's value, we're calling it Double My Mortgage Business. Les, thanks for joining us today and sharing so much value with this audience. Yeah, thank you, Dan. I'm really happy to be here. And thanks for telling me how funny I am. It really makes my ego feel good, too. We're going to have an extra good class today because yeah. my ego has been pumped. We might do that at the end. Let, if, look, as a little special gift, not only will we tell some jokes at the end, Les is going to uh, you know, teach me how to do some improv. But um, what's cool, too, is if you stay stick around, we never do these things without giving uh, lots of value away. Les is giving three tools. If you're a mortgage professional and you want to double, uh, he's giving away three tools to do just that, as well as offering folks an opportunity to have a professional consultation with him and his team, uh, which is a lot of value. He tried to put a number on it and I was like, no, 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 it's thousands of dollars worth of value if you can make one shift. And here is the reason we're meeting today. Uh, Les, we got the lay of the land. Tell us a little bit about what value you're going to drop today in today's uh, call. All right. That sounds great, Dan. So let's take a look at where we are as an industry. And uh, uh, we were able with our simple techniques uh, in the last calendar year, we were able to grow our mortgage clients by in our small boutique company by $127 million of production. And so, uh, so these things are proven and they're coming along well. And uh, here's what the lay of the land looks like. Yet having said that, here's where we are in the 2017 numbers. The 2018 numbers are very similar. They're slightly higher, yet they're extremely similar. And I'd like you to spot some relationships between these here. So loan officers making a median salary of 65,000 there in 2017. Yep. We're gonna compare that same year. All right. So in that same year, the bottom 25% of LOs are making 45,000 and the top 25% of LOs are making 94,000. It's not lost on us that that's a doubling from the lower quarter percentile to the upper quarter percentile is a doubling. And then if we were to take that top 25% and divide it in half, look at the top 12 and a half percent, we'd see that it doubled again. So we're very aware that the mortgage industry is stratified amongst businesses that are doubling to get to the next layer. And so we took a deep dive in what it takes to double a mortgage business. Uh, when we look at it in number of notes, that's typically 18 to 40 notes in a year for a loan officer. Uh, and one of the things that's most interesting about this industry and going through quite a shift right now is that average tenure for you guys, average tenure for you loan professionals is running about two years or less in some environments. Huh. Some of the companies that are recruiting really well have this very interesting criteria, which is we'll take an interview with anybody whose last loan job was productive and lasted more than three years. Huh. How's that for rocket science? Yeah, I love it. And then uh, this last bullet point is something I'd really like our participants to digest, which is 
that most loan officers have a realtor database but don't communicate with their client databases regularly. This is gonna be one of the largest mechanisms that divides the businesses ready to double from the businesses not ready to double. Right. Uh, you know, mortgages, uh, mortgage companies, of course, we're interested in focusing on our realtor database. Of course we are. Yet, uh, I'll give you an example that uh, one of our large real uh, uh, one of our large mortgage clients has a fantastic real estate database and they weren't using their own client database and they were taking satisfaction surveys from their processing though and their satisfaction surveys were running over 85 percent which is pretty good for mortgage okay it's a stressful process right stressful <laughs> lengthy unpredictable sometimes process uh, for some LOs more than others yet uh, uh, they had a high approval rating, right? Mm -hmm. And in digging into uh, how big and how uh, recent the database was, in their case, they had been in business long enough that there were 30,000 happy clients in that database that were not being spoken to, right? So uh, that was over a period of 20 years that they'd been in business. Well, let's do some math here, okay? Do you know what the average tenure in a home is in your environment? Right. Uh, the realtors do. You can ask your realtor buddy if you don't know how to Google well. If you can Google though, you'll find that uh, uh, your state level NAR, NAR itself, and sometimes the uh, MLS will reveal that information pretty regularly. Sometimes even uh, city sites will reveal to you how often people are moving in your environment. Well, it's not uncommon in a, in a popular area for that to be about seven and a half years. Right. Okay, so if we take this logic that this company we were helping to double had 30,000 people in the database and some of them had been in there for 20 years, then they had been missing the next note starting 12 and a half years ago every single year. Right. And the amount of business laying in there was just massive. Right. And, uh, you know, sometimes we're nice. We're really nice guys. You know, you were calling me funny. That's nice, Dan. Sometimes we're nice guys. Here's something not too nice, though. What we said to that mortgage company was, we figure you have two options. One is speak to your clients and accept their business and service them forever and make that money and take care of them. The other is just stop telling them that they found the mortgage professional that'll take care of them for the rest of their life because we can't have you being liars and weakening the industry. If you're not really going to speak to them, just don't say it. <laughs> okay, be, be functionary and leave the rest of us alone who are going to keep talking to our clients and probably yours. Right. And we're going to pull that business out of them. There's roughly two pieces of business for every 12 people in that client database. Right. And we get to draw on all those real estate numbers that fuel knowledge about when they're going to buy again. And you get to use that information to make sure that you're there for them and giving value. And, uh, not just talking to realtors. Now recognize what happens when you do this. All right, I know this is the, the overview yet. This is the, this is the meat here, okay? Recognize what happens when you do this. Are you calling your realtors and touching your realtors in a database saying, do you have any business for me now? How about now? Today's Thursday, do you have any business for me today? Are you talking to them that way? Or are you contacting them to say, I have three new listing leads from my own database I'll give them to you and let's set things up. And how motivated do you think those realtors are when, you're, uh, when you manage a community that you pull business out of, that everybody comes in smiling and ready to go with your referral, instead of you just asking for more business or sending a basket of fruit over to the real estate office every week? Hey everybody, Daniel Ramsey here, and I wanna tell you about an extraordinary offer to take action and start scaling your business Right now, you know I get a lot of questions about how to grow your business, generate more revenue, and reduce expenses, and the answer is simple. It's My Outdesk Virtual Assistance. My Outdesk offers five-star virtual assistant services to thousands of business professionals across the United States and making our clients over $100 million in net revenue every year. Our customers absolutely love our virtual assistants, and I wanna give you the opportunity to learn exactly why. Simply text the word MOD, MOD, to 31996, and we're going to give you a free double my business strategy call 
where we work one-on-one -on -one with one of our business growth specialists to design an action strategy for growth and cost savings in your business. We're gonna give you over 20 growth and strategy guides, a market force personality indicator, an important business checklist, and hiring guides. My Outdesk admins can help manage your office, your sales, your marketing pipeline, and even help you lead generate and follow up. And during this call, you'll learn exactly how you can put them into your business right now. So again, text MOD to 31996 and get a free double my business strategy call right now and learn how my Outdesk can transform your business today. Les, I like buying leads online. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad you do because somebody's got to keep those businesses afloat and it's not me. Uh, we're not going to buy those leads online. You know, if you're a first year business, second year business, third year business, it's possible that you're going to augment your lead gen like that. Right. It's possible. Yet once you're operating, are you keeping these people forever? Are you recruiting people to the forever machine where they know that their issues are solved, their siblings' issues are solved, their children's issues are solved, their parents' downsizing issues are solved? You're 100% ready to go. Interest rate goes this way or that way, or scary headlines meet the newspaper, right. then you've got a, a great note coming to them in this month's uh, database saying, making sense of what the Fed just said or something like this, right. bring value to people, yeah. You know what's funny, uh, this is such a great topic. I've got two like silly stories, right? So I'm a mortgage broker, I'm, I'm doing a loan for Wells Fargo, I've got a line with them, and the underwriter um, said, you know, in the condition says, you have to change the toilet seat. And I, I call her up because I'm a friend and I'm like, hey, are you sure? I mean, this is a $3 toilet seat and it's cracked. Yeah, it's cracked. But, you know, they're, they're putting, you know, it, it's like a 60% LTV. So are you sure you're going to make me change this toilet seat? So one of the challenges right now is how hard the business is and all the paperwork and all the, all the, the, the toughness around closing deals and I just, I'm curious, Les, how do you, how do you work with somebody to shift that mindset? Cause that's, that's my experience with being a, a loan officer. It was hard. It, there are a lot of conditions, even the a paper 800, you know, credit scores, you know, yeah. layup stuff. It's, it's getting tough now, you know? Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, you know, I would say it's simple and that's something we're really fortunate about that we know how to do simple. We know how to increase our focus, work core disciplines, focus on productivity, database measures, uh, language, uh, you know, so, so we like simple, yet simple doesn't guarantee easy. So yeah, it is challenging. As a matter of fact, if you look at this number on our screen here, about 25%, the lower, the lowest 25% of LOs making 45,000 on the year. I don't know where you live yet. How's it living on 45,000? I know where you live, Dan. It's What's impossible. it like living on 45,000 in Sacramento? Yeah, yeah, it's impossible. Yeah, Austin, Texas, you would, uh, you'd have to cancel your cable, right? right. You know, you, there's uh, no perks for you at 45,000 in Austin, Texas either. And we're not even talking yet about San Francisco, Chicago, New York City, you know, even downtown Houston, right? So, so when we're talking about the bottom 25% of LOs making 45,000, let's go ahead and be straight with each other. We're professionals, okay? Let's be straight with each other. Those people are at risk of having no career at all. Okay, the top, the bottom, the top 25% is making close to 100, so they're functional, yet the bottom 25% is really at risk, unless they're part-timers, they're really at risk of having no job at all. And so, yeah, it's challenging, and I agree with you that it's tough, yet here's what's even tougher. We are at one of the highest ratios of number of licensed loan officers to the amount of notes being written than we've been in recent history. We're on the wrong side of the supply demand curve. Right. You know, if Bob, Bob watching us today, Bob, sorry to use your name. Yeah. Bob watching us today uh, would have every reason to look at that. And if Bob is in that bottom 25%, 
I venture to guess that even though we love Bob, it's a bad day to be Bob. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like Netflix. So show me how to keep my cable <laughs> and my Netflix account going if I'm a LO, even though it's hard and the numbers are stacked against me. Well, that's absolutely right. Here, I'm going to go ahead and take us to the beginning of the presentation and run through some slides, Dan. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right, so here we are. Bridge the gap. I'll explain that in just a moment. That's G-A-P. So bridge the gap to double your mortgage business. What is the gap? And more specifically, what's the gap going to be for your business? This is a, uh, an answer that is unique to the individual, right? So uh, the gap is the space between here and where you intend to be next. And I'm going to teach you real quick uh, how to do this. So you'll need a pen and paper. Make sure you have ability to write notes. And by the way, never show up to something with multiple professionals in it without your notebook to take notes. All right. Be the right. best book you ever read is your book later on this year. Yet the, uh, uh, I'll show you how to do this in a, in a moment. So we're going to identify the next level of our business. We're going to review the gap between here and there. So we understand what it is we're bridging. Then we're going to implement a couple of simple steps needed to cross over to there. We're, uh, like Dan said, and he's right, uh, some of them will be easy. Some of them will not be easy. All of them will be relatively simple, though, right? All these proven concepts are simple. And then we're going to bridge that gap and cross over to where we intend to be. All right. So this is a document that I created. It's called the, it's a portion of a document that you're receiving uh, when you sign up for your uh, mortgage business assessment. It's called the Rialto way named after our company. And uh, in the Rialto way, we've identified that in the home sales industry, uh, you know, we do a lot of training and coaching on the real estate side. We have several of the biggest uh, inspection uh, association and organizations as well also title and insurance. We uh, also help a lot of the insurance companies because we're very interested in growing home sales, not just uh, thinking of mortgage and real estate and, and title, yet we recognize that you're on a team of industries that supplies one of the most important economic drivers in America and uh, the most important interval of human beings' lives. And so uh, I got five children I'm about to send you buying houses in the next few years. And so by all means, let's do a good job as a home sales industry, not just mortgage, not just real estate. Hold so on. We've I, I, hold on yeah. real quick, Les. I, yeah, the screen is showing up right, but you just said something. Okay. If you're a mortgage or a loan officer or leading a large team or maybe even, you know, representing an area like the West or, or California or some large area, this stat is nuts because what you said is absolutely right. Every single time the a house turns over, it represents $76,000 of economic engine to that local economy. Houses get bought, cars get done, remodels get done, furniture gets bought, clothing. Like it's wild. When people buy or sell a home, their entire wardrobe changes, they change their cars, all their, everything gets upgraded. And so as a loan officer, you need to realize how much opportunity is in that $76,000, giving them referrals yeah. to people to, and, and building a community, like you said. And there's just so much value in owning that transaction. You know, that's right. And uh, there's, I think there's very little to compare it to in combination of uh, economic impact and human being impact. You wanted to do something fantastic of a, of a business nature for your area. There's very few places to be as effective as the person who gets the loans for the people moving from one house to the next in your city. Uh, the amount of money it contributes, like you said, Dan, and also what it means for those human beings and what the two of those things mean together for you if you are good at binding people to your company consistently for retention and giving them value. I bet... Uh, I bet that uh, less than, well, I say I bet as if I don't know. I know that two-thirds of the people watching us today do not use a database for their own clients. It would be really rare if less than two-thirds of these people are skipping that huge opportunity. And if you have ever, ever, ever had a month where you wish you had more notes to close, ask yourself, did I speak to everybody who ever said thank you? Do I still have a conversation going with everybody who ever said thank you? And if the answer is no, 
well, come on over here. The weather's, the weather's nice. Come on over, all right? So uh, these 10 items exist in every business of the home sales industry that we have ever doubled. And we've doubled quite a few of them over here. Uh, we, we consult as well as coach and train, and we also publish a lot of the learning platforms of these industries. And so uh, you have number seven, eight, and nine. That is unique to you guys and uh, to us growing mortgage in a uh, uh, very specific manner because those are those loan applications. If that was a realtor, it would say closing to contract, uh, uh, operating the contract and closing on the uh, home purchase. And so recognize that seven, eight, and nine are our functionary moment, right? That's where we're functionary as professionals, as technicians. And uh, if you have, I'm extra happy to meet you today, if you have previously thought that that's what loan officers do. Because I'm here to tell you it's about 30% of what loan officers do, okay? If you don't do well at uh, underwriting applications, getting applications, funding, and uh, closing, well, then we're concerned about you being in the industry. Yet, if you are learning your skills well enough and you're into growing your business, you'll see that you have 70% uh, of your business is outside of that contracting interval. All right. So you look at the top and what I recommend you to do right now, this is your first uh, growth exercise is on your own notes, give yourself a rating on a score of zero to 10 for each of these items as I say them. And I will show you how to analyze that real quick. So number one is you're the entrepreneur and you own your business. All right. So what's that vision for that business? Do you have a big picture and a small focus? So a big picture of the value of what we do and a small focus for exactly how I'm going to do. Okay, because that, that's what brought you to the business world, I would imagine. Most of us, right? Me too. And then second, you have dialogues, techniques, and closings. How are you going to express that vision? Do you have a unique value proposition and a way to talk to clients that is compelling and brings the business in and has them understand what it is that you're bringing to the table and why they intend to work with you, right? And then we get into four items in a row, number three, four, five, and six there that has to do with acquisition of the client. All right, we are in the lead generation business. These people want loans and really hope that you find them before a lesser uh, mortgage agent who's gonna do a horrible job, the loan officer nobody wants, might be better at finding them than you are. You need to get there and find these people and help them. What are you waiting for? It's stressful waiting for a note for your house. And, and, and if you listen carefully, I hope you haven't forgotten, if you listen carefully, you can hear how immensely grateful they are that you're a good professional and a good person. The thing is you gotta get to them first. 70-something yep. percent of Mindshare, 74% in a lot of studies, 74% of Mindshare is going to the person at top of mind. So if there's another person in their world that isn't good for them, that's talking to them about handling their home loans, that person has a 74% head start on you. The second place mindshare is running about 20% in most places. As you can see, third place mindshare would be better off cold calling. All right? So we have to stay in relationship with these people. That's what we're doing in numbers three through six there. So in three, we're reaching out, prospecting uh, uh, with a marketing enhanced approach. We're reaching out to find clients. In uh, the fourth item there, lead identification, we're seeing who is ready, willing, and able, who's gonna do business next month, who I'm gonna keep in the database because they uh, have a big move in their future. So we're, we're uh, doing something appropriate with that lead. How are you doing on that on a scale of zero to 10? And then number five, we're converting people to appointments so that we can uh, have pre-application conversations, right? We're bringing them over. And then six is very important, and a lot of loan officers haven't thought about it yet, is leverage. Leverage. We're so lucky to have with us on the call today a couple of experts that love leverage. One of them would be this handsome young man, Dan. With I want to give a shout out to my out desk. If you have not considered... Uh, how many things that you do, let's say you make $100 an hour as a loan officer, uh, have you considered how many things that you do that you would never, never pay somebody $100 an hour to do, ever? Put the numbers in boxes at the end of the month so you're ready 12 months from now for taxes. 
would you pay somebody $100 an hour to do that? And here's, here's the quick test on the leverage question here. We're still in uh, lead generation with the leverage question. If you could have somebody that costs more like $20 an hour and they loved it and they were better at it than you, all right? And you used to spend $100 by doing it yourself for an hour. Now they do it for $20. How far ahead are you? Now, some of you just thought, $80, that you're ahead $80, and you're confused, all right? Let me explain. You saved $80, but you got your hour back. You get to go make another $100 because you make $100 an hour. So that's $180 difference in leverage world, $180 opportunity by replacing yourself with somebody better than you, trained at a high level like the fantastic people at my out desk that I use and I recommend that you use. That's a great example of leverage. Another example is hire an assistant, train them up yourself. And uh, uh, leverage also includes systems. Uh, to speak to these people, you'll have a CRM, you'll have a database that helps you. So how are you doing in that category on zero to 10? Then you have the three contracting items we talked about where you're getting their application in good order and funded. How are you doing on those three steps, zero to 10? Now, there comes that moment afterwards where they say, oh my gosh, that's one of the most stressful things I ever did in my whole life. You were so good at it. I cannot believe how good you were at that. We're so lucky it was you. And in that moment, that victory moment, as we call it, did you get a referral, uh, a commitment to repeat, or a testimonial? Uh, so Dan mentioned that I have a, a background in show business and I, it was a high mileage background. I developed shows for Imagine Entertainment. I've toured in 15 countries. I did 7,000 appearances. All right. Now, one of the things I, I like to do is there's a couple of really good regional theaters when they did an original production, they'd like to bring me in as the comedy ringer and launch their original production. So I got to work in these really nice, high paying regional theaters too. So imagine this, okay. Poor me. Look at me. All I want to wear is one shirt, a jacket, and a nice pair of pants. That's all I want to wear. Yet I'll be out there. Maybe the show pretended it was in Siberia. So maybe we're out there wearing four layers of wool clothing that gets washed every other night in a professional theater. And under the lights, it's 95 or 100 degrees. And at the end of the show, every show you have ever seen that you paid a theatrical level ticket for, the cast comes out and accepts applause. Now, I think the audience sometimes thinks that they're doing it for the uh, performer's ego. Yet people like me are sitting there, we're standing there, we're not a character anymore. I'm just less standing there in some really itchy, sweaty clothes I'd like to go take off. When you finish applauding, I get to go change clothes and go home and see my family, go have a beer and get home, right? And yet I'm gonna smile because you need to be able to applaud. So uh, if I did not applaud, uh, I'd take, uh, I beg your pardon. If I did not stand there and accept those applause, the producer would have every reason to fire me. You see how that is? How can I dishonor that audience that way? And they're not just applauding for me, by the way. And when they say thank you to you, they're not just applauding for you. They're saying, we're so happy it worked. We were skeptical it was gonna work at all. Uh, we're happy we spent $100 on the babysitter today. It was worth it, we really closed. Uh, we, uh, we get to, you did good enough that we get to tell our friends we hired a great loan officer. That makes us feel good about ourselves. And they're applauding and applauding and you're like, oh my gosh, you guys are applauding a lot. I want to go change clothes, all right? Yet if you don't accept that applause, you would be doing a bad job. Okay, straight up loan officer business. When that victory moment hits and you did a fantastic job and they're filled with gratitude, if you don't let them applaud, by giving you a repeat, a referral, or a testimonial, you are cheating them out of the closure of the experience that just so happens would have given you all their future notes. Okay, how are you doing with that on a scale of zero to 10? Take a look at the scores you gave yourself and recognize this. You'll probably see some, uh, let's say you have some eights and nines in there because you're doing a good job. Isn't that great? Do you have some uh, scores in there that are five or lower? or six or lower. Well, every place that you have a lower score, recognize that's how fast your business is able to flow. If you had a two inch pipe coming into your house, it went down to a one inch pipe and then expanded to a two inch pipe again, you're getting one inch of water out of that pipe. 
It, uh, business cannot flow and a pipe cannot flow more than its highest point of constriction. So if you have fours or fives on there, even if you have tens peppered all over it, your business is running at a four or five. Okay, so those lower scores, that tells you where you're gonna be doing the work so that those nines that you have in there can be the level that your entire business is flowing at. So, so I recommend I, this list. Real question, I, I've got a real yeah. question because I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking through it. I'm a loan officer. Um, let's say I get through this and I've got a couple fours or fives. Are, are you saying if I plug those holes, because I think the reality is most of us on this on this list we're probably going to kick butt at like three or four or five of them and then like totally fail at the other ones or our company is going to fail meaning it's outside of my control because my processor isn't really nice to people and but she does a fantastic job and like i have to you know like so my question is are you certain these are the 10 that drive results for an lo and 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 how would I know which ones to attack first versus the I mean, and in what order do these matter the most, you know? Yeah, that's a perfect question. Thank you, Dan. So if you have any doubts about your ability to uh, qualify and successfully fund notes, stop the presses, go get good at that portion of the job. Okay, can't be done without that. Now, yeah. also, when you look at items three through six, that's lead generation you are in the lead generation business. This is what you signed up for. You, unless your company is feeding you all of your leads, you are in the lead generation business. And even if they are feeding you leads, they would be wise to have you bringing in leads through your database as well. Right. And so those two areas come to mind, uh, uh, first of all. Yeah, what you're saying about if you have a four in there, is that where you go to work? Yes, until that is brought up to the level of your other scores, your business doesn't have an opportunity to flow at its highest level. And you're probably going to uncover more things when you start to accelerate. You know, if you've been going 30 miles an hour, you don't know if your wheels are aligned on the car. When you get up to 70, you're going to find out how well those wheels are aligned. Yeah. And those guys that are going 220 miles an hour around the track, they're Zen masters. They are way aligned, right? right? So there is more growth to be had once you straighten out the flow. Yet if you don't straighten out the flow, those other things aren't available to you. I get it. So to break this down, it's like you've, you've got to have the dialogues to qualify people. So you got to have, you, you got to have a big right. why or a reason. So that's number one. And then Two, you got to have the skill set to actually talk to people about loans. And then the next thing is for sure lead generation, because without people, you don't have notes. Um, and then after that, it's leverage, both systems and people. And then it becomes servicing and re repeat and referral. That's the stacking order. That's the way that's the way we have solved it for a great many people. And it's about as dependable as Sunday is the seventh day of the week. <laughs> You're a funny guy. It I love it. And uh, so there's square one. OK, so if you did this exercise, you now have a snapshot of where you're bleeding profusely. So if you have some business coach or some consultant telling you, hey, all you have to do is these easy steps recognize that they skip, that's like you go into the hospital with a broken leg and they skipped the emergency room. Okay, this is the emergency room. If you're bleeding profusely from one of these 10 items, that's gonna have to be repaired before you can start getting healthy and go to physical therapy. Yeah, you just did, you basically just, um, when you go into a doctor's office, they say, what's wrong with you? You just basically did a diagnosis of a business with these 10 items and it's a self-assessment. The, the other, I think the other challenge that we have as an industry is, you know, I'm, I'm winning, I'm one of the best, um, you know, and they don't, they're not honest with themselves about right. how these di 10 different things. So how do you break through that? Like the reality of, and, and the other piece is all I know are the people in my office. So it's not like I can compare myself to a guy in New York or a guy in Texas or a guy in Minnesota who's crushing it. I don't really see somebody who's doing tens throughout all of these. So I don't know. Right. Yeah. Well, if you lack role models, that's definitely an issue and you can open your mind to some role models. Uh, and what, what I hear you describing, Dan, that I know you understand well at a personal level is uh, mindset. 
Yeah, mindset and belief is everything. So the modern uh, uh, business growth uh, perspective started in the 30s. And uh, uh, one of the early books that did a really good job was Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. Right. And what they point out in there that was just earth shaking at the time was if you don't believe it and find examples to, to install in what you're doing, it'll just never happen. Yeah. The idea that you're going to receive it when you don't believe it and you're not ready to receive it. So this technique we just did is about readiness to receive. The business right. will flow if we, if we fuel it, right? And the, uh, uh, yet if you don't believe it, it's just never going to happen. And, right. and, uh, and one of the things that stops that mindset, Dan, is people feeling like a uh, role model. Uh, I was talking to someone the other day. I said, what would Warren Buffett say about that? They were talking about an investment. I said, what would Warren Buffett say about that? And they said, well, it's not like I want to be like Warren Buffett. And I said, well, that's convenient because I think it's really unlikely you're going to end up being like Warren Buffett. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, role modeling is a lot uh, smarter and more specific than that. You're a unique person. You're going to be you. Warren's going to be Warren. Right. Dan's going to be Dan. Yet Dan does some things really well. Look at how well he communicates. Look at how he reaches out to people with uh, valuable information that he can build relationships over. So there are things about Dan you could role model. There are things about Warren you could role model. You don't have to dress like him and eat McDonald's every day to pick up good tips from his behavior, right? Please do and not so, drink Coke. Please do not drink Coke. <laughs> poison. Um, okay, let's, let's go on. I, I, love, I love what this, um, you've basically given people an exact map to do a self-assessment and actually reflect my one of my favorite things my father-in-law does is he books and I and I told a client this uh, yesterday you'll love this he's like he's struggling with big vision and he just started the leverage piece of his business and I was like well is your vision very vivid Do you, are you clear about what where you want to be in five years are you clear about the life that you want to leave what you want your business to look like your kids to look like your wife to look like all the relationships in your life and he's like no, I, I don't think I am. Well, well, so I asked him, hey, can you do me a favor? Go find yourself a Marriott. I love Marriott. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and book yourself in a hotel room in your same city and just, mm -hmm. and just do a self-retreat. And then describe yeah. your, your future. Yeah, and uh, some of the challenges, I, I've also had those conversations recently. They're, they're a recurring thing for me with new client relationships. Yep. And I'll say, do you have fantastic scripts and dialogues? And they'll say, uh, I don't like to use scripts. It's important to me to stay authentic. Mm -hmm. And here's a cool trick you can use. All of you that are growing your own uh, brokers and uh, uh, your own loan officers is ask them for directions to their house if you don't have your phone ask them for directions to their house and uh, don't let me get lost because I'll be on a tight schedule. And what you'll hear is when someone gives directions to their house, it's memorized to have all the best facets in it that they've learned over time so that none of their friends ever get lost. Yeah. Right. If they don't want to call it a script, just stop calling it a script. That's okay. There's no reason to terrorize these poor people yet. You could call it the words that work. Are you using the words that work that help navigate the client to the appropriate outcome? Or are you using some crazy words that prevent them from following you to the positive outcome? I and uh, I'm comfortable with scripts and dialogues and moving around in between them. Uh, yet, you know, I, I grew up in an environment with scripting in it. And so it doesn't bother me. Uh, you know, Shakespeare wrote scripts. He's pretty smart. A lot of, you know, uh, the guys that won the Academy Awards this year, they, they sure got paid well for scripting. I don't have this bad connotation on scripting yet. You have to at least commit to the words that work, right? And, uh, and uh, uh, the other objection I get on that, Dan, is I did a set of scripts, yet they don't look great. I, I don't know if they will work or not. And a phrase that my clients have to put up with me saying pretty often is, I'm sorry and congratulations. Right. I'm sorry that you don't know if the if this is the right answer yet because you haven't tested it or done a thing with it yet. Congratulations on finally getting started on something you can't win without. Mm. You got to start somewhere and something uh, something that uh, your clients that are on this and my clients as well. All of you all would do really well uh, knowing how Dan grows his business through split testing. Yeah. So if you feel compelling that you have two scripts, 
use them both and track their effectiveness. That's right. And they'll tell you which one is best. It'd be all right. All yeah. right, let's uh, another exercise right here. This is called a multiplier. So get uh, your fresh piece of paper out. We're going to look at this a slightly different way, and we're going to go quickly, all right? It helps to go quickly on this. Write down your 2018 production. Don't have an emotional reaction to it. Just write that number down. Uh, I will tell you that according to our history, about a third of you don't know how much money you made last year unless you just did your taxes. So we could also point out that there are no great professionals who are going to double their business that don't know their numbers. It doesn't exist. There are no people doubling a business that don't know their numbers. That'll come up again. Okay, so write down your 2018 production and now double it. And ask yourself that question there on number two. Can you hit that larger number annually within two years using the methods and strategies and tactics that you have in your business right now? And if the answer is, is no, that, uh, uh, if the answer is I cannot hit that number, then you stop right there. That'll be okay. If your answer is yes, I could make that number every year using all the exact same techniques and strategies I'm using now, double that sucker again, okay? You're doubling it until it's out of reach with your current systems and tactics. And then when you admit that, oh, there's a number I cannot get to with my current systems and tactics, then that's the next level. That's the one that's right beyond your grasp right now. It's right beyond your fingertips. Yet you'll have to, now you have a format for asking yourself questions. Well, then what are the strategies, relationships, techniques, systems, and leverage of people working at that next level? They're not hiding it from you. Veterans love to tell people what they're doing. Let them. Say, give them a little ego like Dan did to me to get me talking today. Uh, give him a little positive ego and say, you know, you have a fantastic business. I aspire to having a business at your level uh, by the end of the year. How do you, how do you navigate database for 10,000 people? How do you do this? How do you do that? Do you really practice scripts? Do you really say them out loud like an actor before you pick up the phone in the morning? Or are you like me just practicing on unsuspecting clients, warming up on unsuspecting clients, right? It's not a very nice way to be. So anyway, now that you have this number that's beyond your reach, you get to ask yourself the questions of what happens at that level. And there's another way that you can create a list of what are the stepping stones from where I am now to that other level? What are the missing things I can go acquire, skill set, uh, database, whatever it is that I can go acquire, uh, you know, a small team as we're going to see, that might be it. So between those two exercises, you have a pretty good idea of which portions of your business are not going to allow you to grow yet. So you can get them up to health is a good way to look at that. And then with this, you get to ask yourself specific monetary questions about what are the systems, activities, relationships, and people on the team at that next level. And you can build yourself an action plan to get there. I love okay. I, I love what you're going and I think we're going to get close to wrapping up. Yeah. What's, what's cool about this is you've given somebody an easy to work with framework of 10 items to kind of self rate and then a way to think about what do I need to do in order to double my mortgage business. I think that's phenomenal. Um, what are some of the pitfalls as you're doing this list and as you're considering thinking through, um, you know, what it would take to actually double? What are some of the things that you'd caution people um, to avoid in that in that space? Yeah, thank you, Dan. That's a very appropriate question. Uh, the first thing I'd say is don't throw money at it. Most of these things are not money items. Uh, other than, uh, you know, Dan's suggestion that you grab a Marriott suite and take a personal retreat, that, that sort of money expenditure is probably a good, strong uh, justification. Yet some people will be inclined to go buy a massive number of leads, even though they didn't plug the hole in their bucket. So what happens then? Right. It gets right? worse. They'd set themselves up for a horrible year. So don't. Right. What, you're don't talking about, what you're talking about is money you know, so the difference between a small business and a large business is that a large business just made more correct decisions than us. And that's all the only, that's the only difference. And what you're talking about is this, you know, doubling is not a money thing. It shouldn't be an investment. You don't have to take all of your hard earned net profit 
and dump it because this is a thing. So I'm, I'm talking to a client the other day and he goes, oh, I'm investing in my business. And because I've been doing this for 17 freaking years, when I hear that, I know that means he made no money last year. He's reinvesting yeah. in business. And right then and there, I knew he needed me to slap him across the face and break down you know, who's on his team, what are the technology platforms that he's using, what are the processes that you're currently kind of looking at. And what, what, what had happened is he'd gotten lazy from discipline and his team wasn't prospecting leads the way that he originally grew the business to do. And so I think that, that I've had that conversation so many times that I get images in my mind that crack me up, like right. uh, people standing there poking themselves in the eye. And they'll say, do you have any idea why my darn eye hurts so bad? You know, you're so smart about business. Do you have any idea why this really hurts when I do this? And you say, have you considered right. not doing that? Have you considered, you know, uh, not harassing that eye nonstop with the end of your pointer finger? You know, and they'll say, oh, that's a very interesting notion. And just continue to poke themselves in the eye like that. And the, uh, uh, so if you're not speaking to your database, don't go spend a bunch of money on something. Speak to your database. Yeah. Uh, pick a hundred of them and do it manually and start and find a couple of notes. And if you desire to buy infusion soft or something like this to go up a level on your communications or whatever movement, get an assistant to help you move into whatever great system, your brokerage supplies or something like that, go find the note that pays for that. Right. Pay it forward. Right. right. If I'm going to need uh, $12,000 on the year to do that, I guess I'll go find myself $12,000 worth of commission real quick. Right. right, some points. Let's go get some points. Points will right. pay for that stuff. And uh, so don't go backwards. Don't overinvest uh, the script and the call. Uh, let's start at the very beginning. If you're not calling 20 people a day, don't spend a dime. Start calling people. Right. Just start calling. And if you need a reason to call them, I'll give you a starter reason. If you're this cold on your list that you can't remember a good reason to call these people that you haven't been speaking to, maybe you're embarrassed. I, I get it. I empathize. You might be embarrassed that you told them you'd stay in touch with them and then you disappeared for years. Yet, go ahead and, and own up to that and be authentic. One of the best calls to help rekindle your sphere and rekindle your database is uh, uh, I'm with a company. I get to open up a new number of notes this year. And I was thinking, who do I wish I could work with again? And I decided to reach out to you. I'd like to update your information in the database. And you're going to ask some questions about, are they moving soon? Uh, do they still work for the same company that they did? And listen really carefully. You know, the, uh, uh, a lot of you have been trained, uh, uh, I don't want to badmouth any particular, you know, uh, uh, Todd Duncan would agree with me. Let's put it this way. Todd Duncan would agree with me and some of your other influencers that, uh, that I'm really proud to uh, share this environment with would uh, agree with me that, uh, that this is a human business and that you, you ask questions so that you get to listen. Yeah. And in the listening, there's gold nuggets all over the listening. Right. Yet, if you have been trained to pepper them with questions because a good professional asks 99 questions, somebody didn't tell you the second half of that, which is the question was a reason to listen. The question was a reason to listen. You know, somebody uh, the other day, I, we we're talking about some scripts and dialogues, and I really respect this guy. And he says, hey, one of my favorite new ones is, that's so amazing, Les. Can you tell me more? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the coaching habit uh, quotes that as one of their favorite ones is uh, uh, when you think about uh, buying this next home, when you think about selling your home, what's on your mind? Right. And, and what else? And what else? And what else? Yeah. yeah and yeah, what yeah. else? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then be of value to them. You know, listen carefully and be of value. These are human beings and every single one of them has a universe of people around them and their children are watching and their siblings are watching and their neighbors are watching. You do a good job. It is such a stressful transaction that when you do a good job, it is so natural for them to talk about how amazing you are. Yep. All right. I used to stand there watching audiences applaud and I'd be like, okay, we're pretty good. Yet when y'all are ready to cut it out, we get to go get a beer and go home. <laughs> All right. And they just want to applaud and applaud and applaud. Sure. This is what you're missing out on if you're not allowing your clients to show gratitude and have ongoing conversation with you. You're just missing out on that whole part. And uh, 
uh, recognize that the, the LOs that we admire, they're all getting 80% of their business out of their databases. You know, uh, what's crazy about this call, um, yesterday I did this fantastic uh, webinar, and this call and that webinar gives me hope, but also makes me nervous. And I'll tell you why. Because if you're listening to this, and we're going to send it out to over half a million people, like we're going to send this out to everybody we can Everybody in our database is going to get a copy of this because it's important because this is not some mind blowing lead generation tactic. This is not some new technology. You know, this is not a, you know, business. Uh, this is the basics. And, and yesterday's webinar was just like that. It was just the basics. And yet, regardless if you're making a million bucks a year, 5 million, 10 million running a huge team, this, what you just went over, yeah is the exact tactic to double your business, regardless of where you are. Like if you're a hundred million dollar company or you made a thousand bucks last month, this is how you do it. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thanks for bringing that up, Dan. Uh, there's no ceiling on doubling and uh, there is no maximum amount of money that can be made in this industry. Nope. And if you're into the comparison game because they have everybody walk across the stage once a year in your company or something like that. It's really great to be in the top five or the top 10, yet there's no ceiling. There's no, the comparison game has limited value. All right. Now, of course, you will hit the top five and the top 10 on your way to becoming what you can be with your business. Yet there is no limit. Make sure you, you allow the mindset that the, there is no rule written about how big your mortgage business can be. And if you just started, this is how you double it and it'll double quickly. The cycles will be smaller, all, all right. right? You could double your business in a week or a month depending how you wanna measure it. You could double your, certainly in 90 days if you're a young business, you could double your business in 90 days. All right. right. Do that every quarter for many quarters in a row. And then when you're a bigger, more involved business with a large footprint, uh, it might take uh, six months to a year to find a doubling. We, we see extremely few situations, even from the really lucrative companies, we see extremely few situations where they can't double within a year. Yep. You can certainly. Double. And then what are you going to do when you double? Well, you're going to do this again and you're going to double. And then right. what are you going to do when you double? You're going to do it again and you're going to double. There is no ceiling to it. And the process repeats. Uh, the numbers just get larger. If you have an emotional reaction to those numbers, where after you double five times in a row, it makes you feel nervous. Now's the time to go have a little chat with yourself about being ready to receive that money. Okay, right. That's just a number. And I, I one more thing. Those of you that are growing yourselves and are being good for the people in this world that are yielding 70 plus thousand dollars into the economy every time that they uh, move from one house to the other. Those of you that are into this, I want you to recognize that not only can you double your business, we really need you to double your business. We need the good players who grow themselves to excel and go go uh, lead the way in a way that sets our all of our expectations higher and higher and the quality for our clients and the size and the uh, the health of your business. You need to go make the amount of money that you have the God-given potential and the smarts to go make. If you don't, there are people out there with lower skills than you who are not as good for the industry who are totally going to go grab that money because those people need notes from somebody. Right. All right. So, so uh, some people are saying, I like to work with first time home buyers. I'm good with a hundred thousand dollars. Well, aren't you a warm, fuzzy professional? Okay. I'm saying get out there and make the money that you deserve because if you don't, it could go to other people that we're not crazy about them making more money. Well, the other, the other, yeah. the other thing that I want to point out here is that as you grow your business, you have to work less and you get more opportunity yeah. and you get more vacation. And my favorite thing is you have more impact. Uh, my Outdesk, we, we've started a nonprofit. We've been doing kind of charity work since 2013. And like we've built orphanages and the more you double, the more your world gets bigger, the more people brought it, get brought into the world, the more impact you can have, the more opportunities you can provide for people. And it gets easier. Like it doesn't get harder. People think it gets harder. Oh, I've got to work harder. That's not the case. What, what it means is you've got to focus differently is, is what I yeah. would say. And That's so an increase 
focus as we grow. That's exactly, that's a great way to put it, Dan. Like we were talking about those race car drivers. If right. you're going to putter around at 30 miles an hour, you might be okay at your level of focus. Yet if you're ready to go highway speeds, you will need to up your focus game. And if you'd like to go to the take my car to the racetrack day and take it up to 150 miles an hour or something, you'll be increasing your focus and your alignment. It doesn't get harder. It does not get harder. In, in some ways it gets easier. In some ways things have more impact. And so there, if you allow it, there could be more pressure. Yet you need to grow to your potential. If you're not recognizing your potential, there's a lot of other things that are gonna go wrong in the business. If you make too much money, I'm glad you're the sort of person that'll give some of it to a great resource like Dan's talking about doing. Uh, if you don't make enough money, eh, we're sick of covering your bills and you making it a weak industry. You need to go double your business. I'm serious about that. You have the ability to double your business. You need to go double your business, make this whole industry stronger and take care of those clients. The, uh, uh, we often tell people they're not making enough money. Uh, we have clients that, that you know, have a million in income a year, uh, millions of cash in the bank and plenty of properties. And we have still occasionally seen somebody get knocked down by something that nobody but God could have prevented. Right. Make that money, come on, make that money and grow that business. We're ready for it and it'll make the whole industry stronger. And, and we're here to help you. We have a, uh, 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 absolute lean towards people that grow themselves and if you're into growing yourself you are invited to reach out and use our resources and and i really hope that you take us up on a business assessment we need you to grow your business and this uh this supply and demand adjustment that's about to happen uh industry-wide it's going on already it's been going on for about five months or six months in a lot of regions and if you think about it you if you hadn't thought about it before if you think about it now you probably see it going on in your region by now right all this spring it's pretty much uh coast to coast and so where are you going to be in that shift are you going to be one of the champions that pulls us forward into the brave new world of this large, large economic indicator that is good for human beings in your community? Yeah. What? Let's go. Hey, so talk about, so we're now in the, in the, in the part where we talk about your three coaching tools that you're giving away um, again. Yeah. And, and then also if you jump on onto this and kind of register, we've got a, you know, a free strategy call. Les is going to kind of break down how to double a mortgage business and, the wildness is what he's just talked about. And just to be clear, guys, there's like, there was like a bazillion slides that we didn't even get to because of how good the first two were. Like, honestly, I know it's back to basics. You know, uh, you think about football, it's blocking and tackling. There's nothing sophisticated about growing a business. Um, but here are some stats, right? There are 28 million businesses and only nine, 96 of them, 96% of them never, ever, ever actually get revenue above a million dollars. Most people never even bother to get to this level that we're talking about, right? And, and Les has got a heart to help and he wants to help, you know, kind of bring that about. So we've got, um, you know, a landing page all set up for you. What are they going to get if they choose to do a consultation with you? All right, so uh, one of the documents that you have to work from is called the Rialto Way, and it has those 10 items that are in every entrepreneurial business. It also has four uh, self-growth items and also has what the three buckets are going to be on your one-page business plan. Okay. And we're also going to give you the one page business plan. And the one we chose for you is the quarterly plan because you don't have to wait all year. Okay, you can double your business in a good quarter. All right, so we want to bring that to your attention. 90 days is about 55 business days, generally speaking, depending on what's on your calendar, and you can get a lot done. So we gave you that one-page plan that'll allow you to focus on what matters most, and we've even given you some paint-by-numbers to uh, so that you don't need a separate course on how to build a one-page business plan. And so that'll help you a bunch. And then we have a thing called the story of now, which is when you tell the story in five years, when you have doubled your business more than once, in five years, when you tell the story to your family over how it happened, 
this is what it looks like. And so, uh, so the story of now gives you a five-year outlook, kind of a, a draft of a five-year plan. The quarterly plan gives you a robust quarter that you can dive into right now to double. And the Rialto way is a worksheet you can use as a resource to remind you about these flow items and what items are going to be involved in getting there. And then the business assessment is where all that comes together. The mortgage business assessment, you'll be with a master coach who has grown many mortgage businesses, me or one of my master coaches. We have a, a little team of coaches. And in that assessment, you're not going to find out uh, you know, uh, 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 should I be in coaching or shouldn't I or something like that? That's the tip of the iceberg. The question is, what is your growth plan going to look like? Does it give you massive confidence to dig in and double like you're supposed to and like you can, right? So what would your plan specifically look like? You can expect to leave that business assessment knowing what has to happen next in your business, what that plan looks like. And if you did commit to an action plan with a coach, a mentor, a peer, the branch manager, at its highest level a coach, somebody who's trained how to do this sort of thing at a really high level with accountability and knowledge of business systems. If you choose to do that, you'll know exactly what that plan looks like. So you have the freedom of choice. Here's the moment of truth that you have the freedom of choice to do it or not. We'll tell you the darn answers. Right. You have the freedom of choice. It'll be up to you whether or not you do it. Right. And the only risk is that they learn. Like literally, you spend some time with Les and you learn. Uh, Les McGee, Rialto Academy. We are, we've done an hour together, man. I really appreciate you. Thanks for everything. Um, and uh, if you're listening, a double is absolutely in your, in your future. Yeah. Register, get his tools. Thanks for your time today, Les. Thank you, Dan, and all, all of your people at my out desk, too. You guys always do such a great job. It was great to share this time with you. And thank you, everybody. If you're going to grow yourself, we're here to give you a hand.